I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that one yet. It's on my Netflix. But I haven't seen that one yet. Duke, 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 Baba Duke, 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 Baba Duke, Baba Duke, Baba Duke, America has Baba Duke fever all over again. I love it. I love gay Baba Duke. The best thing is, is I was just thinking, I was like, man, if anybody listens to this episode in like, Six, seven months. A month? Yeah, they're going to be like, wait, what? The Babadook? <laughs> but it's true. America has queer Babadook fever. Babadook is here, and he's gay. And he's... LGBTQA now stands for lesbians, gays, Babadook, transgendered, asexual, questioning... I think I, I, think I got it out of order, but the Babadook <laughs> is in there now. Um, it actually all stands for Babadook just a lot of letters are silent that's true (laughs) I was about to say man again uh, it sucks for bisexuals that they got edged out by Babadook but (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, yeah that's okay we are all Babadooks yeah Uh, the explanation is is that America has gotten a little slap happy (laughs) and the Babadook is gay yeah, it's it's a good meme, and I, I'm very happy that that uh, people are are actually like dressed up as the Babadook at Pride parades this weekend. Yeah, it's yeah, very that's good. Very good. Uh, somebody from RuPaul's Drag Race win as the Babadook for like the reunion, and again, it's a good look. It is. Um, he now now when I look at him, he just looks so happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's not scary. <laughs> now I haven't seen the movie, so I'm sure that if I, if I watched it, I'd be like, oh no. I don't think the Babadook would be doing that. My <laughs> Babadook said that? Not my, not my sweet baby Babadook. Um, uh, how are you? Yeah, you know, Izzy, Izzy about gets it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a whale. Um, it is hot I'm, now. Well, I had I turned on my air conditioner finally last night. Yeah, last night I feel like was the was the breaking point. Yeah, I was just stewing, and I was like, "Wait, I don't have to live this way." Um, I I put in the air conditioner into Izzy's room, and then I was get, trying to put ours in, and of course, I broke the IKEA my IKEA bedside lamp because every year when I put in an air conditioner, I break an IKEA lamp, um, <laughs> as a sacrifice to, to air yeah. conditioning. Um. So, and then I was just like, oh, to hell with it, and decided to do this podcast. Um, <laughs> do you, so you, your air conditioner stays in your window, right? Yeah, I have, I have one in the bedroom, and I have a second one that I can put in the living room, but I don't, so it's just on the floor. The problem with installing an air conditioner is that it's hot, sweaty, irritating work, and by definition, you're doing it on a day where you're already like hot and sweaty and irritated. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Now why not? Why not just leave it in? I don't understand why people take them in and out. Well, because I run a fan, like even when it's cold, and also ours, like it just it for us, it gets in the way. 
Um, but, and also, like, I don't know. I like, I like being able to open the window during the summer and have a, a wafting breeze. Yeah, yeah. But you got other windows, right? That's true. But, uh, not the one next to my bed, which is where the air uh, goes. <laughs> I need that breeze, that waft. Yeah. I always have to, to tie a, a knot in my curtain because otherwise my curtains are constantly wafting too much. Oh, uh, yeah. I've, I'm actually surprised that nobody's introduced curtains that have snaps on them so you can snap up your curtain for when you put your air conditioner in because... Uh, I bet they... I bet they yeah, that's probably true. If not, Shark Tank. Mm. Yeah, actually, you know what I've never seen? Shark Tank. Shark Tank. I've never seen Shark Tank. I did see a trailer for a movie about a shark tank. Uh, but it, would this be a tank that's filled with actual sharks? No, it was a movie called 47 Meters Below. And it's about girls who go into like one of those tanks to, to scuba dive and look at fish. And, you know, if sharks come up, they won't get eaten. But then the, the tank, the thing holding the tank up breaks. So they're, the, they're in an iron cage in scuba suits. Ah, okay. Having dropped... So you mean a cage rather than a tank? What? You you mean like a cage that they're in rather than like a tank? Like Yeah, yeah, a cage. They're in a they're in a shark cage. Cuz I I went <sighs> to an aquarium last year where there was a big tank that you could swim with sharks in. So I was just imagining that, but then that just floating through a void, which existentially is maybe mm-hmm. more terrifying. And it seemed I just saw the trailer for it and it's like it reminded me of The Descent. Where I was super terrified just because they were caving, and because oh, and then things man. started to go wrong in a cave. But then monsters came out, and I stopped being scared because <laughs> they're like, like, ah, well, monsters aren't real. Yes, but dying in a cave is real. And this was like, you don't need, I don't need a a shark after them. Just the thought of like being in the in the dark, you know, forty seven meters below in a trapped in a cage, and then and like the one of your cage continues to fall. I think it stops at some point. Hence the the name of the movie that it probably stops forty seven meters down. I have it's very a... it's very dark, and one girl swims. She w- wriggles out of the cage, which is a, a bad plan. Yeah, stay in the cage. Why not? It's a cage. <laughs> Shark can't get you in the cage. Yeah, that's what what it's there for. Um, I think. I have a very distinct childhood memory of going to uh, the Louisville Science Center and seeing a movie in IMAX, which was all about the wonders of the ocean floor. But there's a weird bit in there where, like, the you're following this guy who's in, like, a deep-sea diving, like... It's like a, like a mech suit submersible kind of thing. Uh-huh. And he gets trapped, and then he has this vision of, like... Of his co- of his skeleton inside of the mech suit thing, uh, which I I have a very distinct memory of being terrified of. But then a friendly dolphin helps him. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, thank God that dolphin was there. Thank God. Um, any what other what other news do we have? Well, I I, I saw a trailer because I did in fact go to the movies. Yeah, you saw, I saw the Wonder Woman. Woman. And I can I can report that sadly there is no point when someone says a line of dialogue that's like, oh, I wonder who that woman is. <laughs> <laughs> this woman is a wonder. Or it's somebody who constantly mixes up 
words, and they're like, "This wonder is a woman, Wonder Woman." Uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's no moment like that. Yeah, I guess like by there's like there's two types of superheroes. There's one where the name you could conceptually understand people coming up with it, like Batman, where it's like that's a Batman. <laughs> Uh, and then I guess like Superman, you can imagine somebody would be like, that man is very super. I guess Superman yeah. would be the name you'd give to the first guy who can fly you would see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then like the Hulk seems like a bit of a reach. The Hulk has a bit of a reach. That's true. <laughs> oh man. I just imagined what if it was the Hulk, but instead of getting really big and strong, your limbs just became really long and spindly. No, oh, Slenderman, no. Slender Hulk. Slender Hulk, no, I don't Planet like it. Bad. Slender Hulk. Slender Hulk versus the, the Babadook. Oh, man. Uh, I, actually, I actually did kind of feel bad constantly making Babadook jokes because, like, I'm sure the person who made that film is not like, oh, great, my my horror movie that's an allegory for, like, the mourning process. Everybody's making fun of it now. Hey, the author is dead. You can't you can't control what happens to your Oh, I thought you literally meant the woman who made the movie was dead, and I was like, Jesus, really? I don't know. <laughs> um You can't you can't control what people do with your text. That's true. Um so but how was how was the Chris? Uh Chris was very handsome. Hmm. Because it's uh do you do you know anything about how this Wonder Woman goes down? He's a handsome boy on a beach, and a of German's course, all come. you want to talk about is the man. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking about who's already on the beach. Uh, there's ladies on the beach, yeah. and they fight Germans. Yes, because it's set during World War One, which is like I wasn't super interested, and then I was like, oh, well, that's that's cool. Yeah. Um, and then. Spoilers, I'm going to talk in ROT 13 now. Hob, rob, rob, rob. No, I can't do that. <laughs> uh, that would be a very weird skill to have. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, and that's how they meet. Um, yeah, the, the Themyscira is, is a you know, island in a, that's encased in a, in a secret dome, but then uh, Hanson Chris Pine's plane breaches it. Because he's running from the Germans, and then the Germans come in and they land on the beach. And there's just been like it's it's after like 20 minutes of just like it's just only warrior women doing stuff, and it's like ah, this is the best movie ever. <laughs> and then Chris Pine hurdles through the stratosphere. Yeah, he's a handsome boy, and then yeah. they kill a bunch of men. Um, cool, but it was good. I greatly enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. That's awesome. Um, if I ever see a movie again. Actually, I did see Doctor Strange, like, because it's on Netflix now. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm not interested in seeing that. It's it's about House. Yeah, no thanks. Magic House? Yeah, they made it, like, they literally... He did, he did the House voice. <laughs> With his weird hands? Yeah, yeah. Lots of, lots of shots of shaky hands. No um, thanks. But, uh... I did watch the Black Panther trailer about six times. It looks very good. Oh, buddy. Oh, Buster. Oh, geez. <laughs> that needs to come out right now. Yeah, yeah. It looks fantastic. 
Um, that looks good. Like uh, every every frame of that. Yeah, except for the bit with Andy Serkis in the beginning. With, with Bilbo and Gollum having yeah. a chat. <laughs> I was like, oh, these guys? <laughs> yeah, by like the, the fourth viewing, I was just like, skip, skip, skip. Let me get to the, <laughs> skip past the white people. Well, wait, is Andy Serkis, he's, he plays a guy in that universe already, right? Like he's appeared in the other movies. As... Yeah, I think he was in Age of Ultron, which is I haven't he seen. Bat Rock the Leaper? No, he's not Patrock the Leaper. He that was in uh, the Winter Soldier. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was like in the, in the first part when he's when it's Metal Gear Solid, and I was like, I can't believe a truck the leaper is in this, and he's a very serious <laughs> villain. Um, but uh, his his name comes from the word Batrachian, which means having frog like feet. Hmm. I did not. Wow, you know a lot about Batroc the Leaper. Well, it was it, it, I had. Because I was reading um, books by former guest Jordan L. Hawk that used the word Batrachian, and uh-huh. I had never I had never seen that word before, so I looked it up, and then I just happened to be reading the Wikipedia entry from for Batroc the Leaper not long longer after, and I was like, ah, I just learned that word. Yeah, nice. Um, I always like it when I'm reading something and I have to look up a word. Me too. It's like yeah, because then you know a word. Plus and I, knew, I was one. like, I learned a word. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what I've done. Went to, took the dog to the vet this morning. That was interesting. Yeah. Uh, she's fine. She just needed her checkup. And now she's like almost 11 years old now. Oh, she's an old puppy. Yeah. She's She's a senior now. She should start taking Omega threes. Apparently. Let me see if I can get, get some words from... Oh, there's another another fine lady. Yeah. Saying hello. Who, well, I'm 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 stressed out because I'm going on vacation. Yes. You know how that is. Yes. And I'm going to have uh, a friend is going to come and stay here the week. Oh, she's going to come tomorrow and she's going to sleep on my couch for a couple days before I leave. And then while I'm gone, she will be taking care of Emma. Oh, that's really nice. That's kind of yeah. best case scenario for like pet setting. Yeah, the, the 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 whole reason it, it came about was like she made a, a post on Facebook was like, hey, does anybody need a like a, a live in pet sitter or house sitter for, for this week? You know, like, are you going to be out of town? And I was like, you know, I do have this free plane ticket that I got from fundraising for eighty six NYC, and I do need. And if I go anywhere, someone should take care of my cat. So, so it basically went backwards from the pet yeah. sitting. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. So I'm still. I'm worried I'm gonna miss Aww. her and I don't know how she's gonna behave well she's- also she's like I feel like at this point Emma's had enough acclimation time to like I'm sure she'll be a little stressed out by you not being there but it's not like she's stressed out by the the apartment anymore yeah, it's so, not like, like she'll be totally alone yeah 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 and there's also that like because she did uh yes uh Friday uh time time blends um I I stayed uh, sequestered in my bedroom until about 3 p.m. I did I did get up at some point and gave her breakfast, but I you know just closed her out of the bedroom and then you know came out for a bit and I got some cuddles and then I left and went to the to dinner and movies and so I was gone most of the day, and that meant yesterday morning I I woke up to my first out of bounds poop deliberate uh, deliberately there have been some where she's it's clearly it's like it was kicked out of the yeah yeah but you know, this just was... some some overzealous burying. 
But this was clearly, this was a vengeance poop taken directly in front of the litter box. Which I then swept up and and put into the litter box and then she immediately buried because she'd already forgotten what she was mad about. (laughs) Because she's a kid. She was definitely mad at me when I finally, when I finally let her into the into the bedroom she was like "Ah, it's so cute when cats are kind of mad at you that's adorable uh my dog just gets sad all the time yeah she also just has a sad face so i can never tell if she's actually sad or i like i realize that one of my well not my biggest fear obviously but like my big worry with the dog is constantly that she won't realize that i like her (laughs) like i'm not demonstrative enough about my love uh, this is probably not a fear that most people have about their dogs, <laughs> I will <No>. say. <laughs> Did I talk on here about Emma killed, how Emma killed a mouse? Have we recorded since then? I don't think so. Well, Emma, my toothless cat, killed a mouse. That is incredible. Like, I mean, I guess she doesn't have the use. Of, she, there's no teeth involved, but she still has the jaw strength. As jaw well strength. As, like, She's got the, the claw strength. The jaw her strength and the claw strength. Her her claws that I'm always having to like pull out of my shirt or like or she's stuck on the couch. So I'm like, oh, I'm glad I never trimmed those. You're you're a warrior. Yeah. I was I I tried to go to bed early and then I woke up at around two in the morning because she was meowing and then there was just like there's something different about that meow. And <laughs> I was like a meow of triumph. And I was like I woke up I was like oh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom and then close the door so she doesn't come in. And- and dance on top of me and uh, lo and behold there at the at the doorstep of my bedroom i was like that's not a cat dead mouse that's <laughs> a real dead mouse well you know like i how do you feel about that i guess is what i mean to ask oh extremely proud okay good good like <laughs> no it's wonderful she's she's doing she's 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 earning her keep yeah yeah She's, that's what cats are for. Is there? And last night, I, I watched her kill a big roach. So wow, she's a little she's a little huntress. I'm yeah, very proud that's of. That's fantastic. She's a little, my tiny toothless death dealer. Your like I didn't even Robin know Wright. I didn't even know I had mice anymore because I've had mice now and then. Yeah. But I was just like I hadn't I hadn't seen any evidence of them recently. But now they've been in hiding. They know. And now there's one fewer. Yeah, yeah. Um, in, that's intense. Um, and then I just you know. Like I, I did I did go to the bathroom and then as I, I she was like batting it around in the hallway and I was like, oh, no, no, don't don't yeah. do that. OK, we're done here. <laughs> so I swept it up and I put it in the trash can and then took the trash out and then I you know got back in bed and she just kept bringing after that. She kept bringing me more catnip mice. <laughs> She's like, I also have this one. <laughs> what do you think about this? Or she was thinking, it was like, oh well, you ate that one. Let me. <laughs> that's, I mean, I don't know if you know that's the reason why why, why cats really? bring you prey. Is that's it's that they see that you clearly don't know how to hunt yourself, so they're they're treated and they're like, okay, we're gonna do this like you're a baby. <laughs> so, that's so funny. So so now sometimes when she brings me catnip mice, I'll like pretend to eat it. <laughs> that's very cute. She only brings them to me when I'm lying down in bed, and I think she thinks that I'm ailing or or some. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just got an email from the Paris Review entitled, Why David Sedaris Has Been Depressed Lately. Lately. Uh, another another good email from this weekend is, um, 
I got one from Nextdoor. Do you do you know what Nextdoor is? It's like a, yeah, and it's it's where you can find racist. out which of your neighbors neighbors are racist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, five new messages and today's top post: co- uh, semi, uh, colon human excrement. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, New York. Um, I think I told you before about like. The dude who posts signs in my neighborhood about how you shouldn't put trash into public trash receptacles and the the run-in that he had with the guy who puts trash into public trash receptacles. Oh, shit. Um, well, he also has... So he, he prints up little signs and posts in places and, like, there's some people who le- have been leaving food out for the stray cats, which, like, I'm not hugely fond of because then there's a bunch of old cat food around and that's also going to attract rats exactly well this guy printed up little like posters and put them on these people's like gate (laughs) facing in oh um so everything's wonderful in passive aggressive neighborland vigilante justice yeah yeah i mean what if batman did that (laughs) this reminded me that i did use nextdoor for a time but i think i just you know didn't get anything out of it yeah um I, I, did, I didn't get a lot of racist neighbors, maybe because I live in a black neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but but there was one time, I, this was in my time hop today, where there was a post like where that somebody posted about how you know somebody's kid got creep, somebody's kid got creeped on by like you know this is this you know not a not a funny thing, but there was like a, a weirdo who is yeah uh, creeping on some children, and somebody posted um, this is the importance of punctuation. Um, sorry, comma, that had to happen to her, as opposed to, <laughs> sorry, sorry that, that had to happen Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, like, I read it, I was like, oh, no. And I was like, oh, yeah. So, uh, be careful with your commas. <laughs> oh, boy. You gotta uh, learn on the streets. I'm trying to think of what else is new. Um, um, I've been playing a game called The Last Guardian. Do you know what well, it is. It is E3 time, Mark. Oh boy, the big news out of E3. The big no- news about the gamers, the games, and the gamers, and the Game Boys, and those beautiful boys of games. Ah, uh, Nick cool. Robinson and Griffin McElroy. <laughs> That's the sweet, sweet boys. Um, no, it, wait, so it, has E3 begun? Yes. Okay. It is like, upon there's been us. Some, yeah. I don't follow it too closely. Well, mostly because I was very excited for, like, back eight years ago when The Last Guardian was announced. I was like, this looks amazing. Because it's, and, and, and then, like, I've been lo- going through my time hop every year. It's just me going, is there any Last Guardian news? Is there any Last Guardian news? Is there any Last Guardian news? And, and it's, it's like, here. oh, Last Guardian is canceled. And then it's like, oh, it's not. It came out in December. It finally came out, and I didn't get it. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> like, I, I, well, because it came out a week after Final Fantasy fifteen, and you yes. know how I love those soft talk yes, boys. Yes, yes. Um, but then uh, my friend Ariel bought me a copy, and... And I've been playing it, and it, it is, in fact, everything that's worth waiting for. Do you know anything about what it's about? I do not. I am assuming that it's a tie-in game for that children's movie about the owls. <laughs> the owls of guardians. the guardians of Gahul? Yeah. <laughs> I believe it's pronounced Gahuli. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, no, please. Well, it's from the same um, development company that made two of, of the best games ever, which are uh, Eco, which is when, when you're a small boy with horns who has been, you know, it's, it's it, all, all oh, the story. Oh, yeah. spelled ICO? Yeah. Not Echo the Dolphin, which is what I thought you were saying. No. no. Um, okay. No. I read Penny Arcades about, a- about that. <laughs> It's about a, a a boy with horns who is taken off to some decrepit old you know palace ruins and put into a box because that's what they do with the horned boys and then he escapes and he finds this this glowing girl in a cage and they and you know he gets her out of the cage and they don't speak the same language they both speak you know different fake languages and her subtitles are in weird glyphs so it's just them trying to communicate and lead her around and yeah. and it's very beautiful. And then they came out with Shadow of the Colossus, which is one that always, when people are talking about games or art, they bring that yes. one up a lot. Where and it's like, it's just you. I think we just had you. a deep dive into that game a couple weeks ago. Yeah, maybe. Like, or a couple yeah, months ago, uh, probably, but about how it's like... At some point in our friendship. Um, about, it's there's a demon telling you to do stuff, and like, there's a lot of like, a kind of a fatalistic feeling... Yeah, that you're 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 a, a guy who has brought a, a a dead woman to this this place this where there's a whole lot of it's this vast landscape that looks kind of like New Zealand and there's all sorts of remnants of ruined civilization and then in the and you know this voice is like well if you want to you know bring her back you go and and kill these sixteen creatures and these giant there's no other enemies and there's no other anything. But you go and find them, and then you take this big beast down, and it's uh, you, you kind of don't know how you feel about it after a while. Yeah. But uh, in The Last Guardian, you are a boy, and you have a big animal friend huh? who looks sort of... He's a... It's a he's, his name is Trico. And... He's a chocat. <laughs> no, we are going to talk about chocat. Okay, good, so. good. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Just, Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, just getting that one in. He's kind of like, kind of like a, a kitty bird. He's got feathers and sort of stumps of wings, but then a kind of a kitty face, and you know, and birdie feet, and then a long tail, and he makes noises that are kind of like a horse or a doggy. And, and then you like you wake up and 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 Kitty Bird is is in chains and has been injured and you you know help break him out and then you are just wandering together and bonding and eventually he'll start. People have complained about this that he doesn't like when you command him to do something he doesn't automatically do it. And I think this is the the, the difference between <laughs> people who are are dog people and people who are cat people because you're less you're more making suggestions to. Trico, as you like, you're like, go this way, go this way, go this way, go this way. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. And then eventually he'll he'll do it if you suggest enough. So I, I haven't been too too frustrated with that because I'm like, it's just like it's like ordering a cat around. It's, yeah. But the more, and then you can you know you can pet him and be best friends, and it's amazing. And it made me cry a whole bunch because it's such a it's like it's like the most realistic animal AI. I've ever seen because it has just like there are times when Chico will sit down and it's like not going to do anything until you find him a treat 
because he's tired and hungry. <laughs> and then sometimes, and then you're like, okay, I put down the treat in front of you, and he just kind of paws at it and doesn't eat it. And then yeah. you're like, oh, okay. And I pick it up and throw it at him so he can catch it out of the air, and then he eats That's it. That's what he's interested in. That's very cool. That's He'll really just, neat. You know, or do um, things when he's like, whoops, I just poke my cat. Uh, like, like he's climbed up somewhere high and can't get down and is now sad Aww. and you have to figure out how to help him get down and That's he helps you and you help him and it's so cute and wonderful and I love it so much and I'm probably going to finish it today or tomorrow it's not very long but it's beautiful cool um, I'm still worth inter- the wait oh the game yes um, I'm still playing Caves of Cud occasionally um uh like fairly often and i guess i was um so like uh, uh the guy who the guys who make caves of cud now follow me on twitter <laughs> and we have like conversations about the game which is cool but like they were responding to i guess there was a piece in rock paper shotgun where the the guy was like i don't know what this is like i keep dying in this game it sucks and the guy was responding to that and then a bunch of people were writing back to him which i guess they're all people who are really big in the roguelike community and they're mm-hmm. like suggesting things to make their game more of a like traditional roguelike which they're not necessarily interested in and i was talking to the guy about it and i guess the thing is is that all these guys are really ooh, they're like big roguelike players and they're all mad because they keep dying in caves of cud really early on Whereas I don't mind that because I'm so used to dying constantly in video games <laughs> that my assumption was just that's how games are. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I go into a game with no expectation that I will survive at all. And so when I die, I'm like, well, <laughs> but uh, that is that's my video game story of the week. Yeah, I still haven't played it. It's no, it's fine. Inti- it's like it's a little intimidating. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's there's like a bunch of tile sets and things you can turn on to make it look less like. Kristen looked over one time and was like, "It looks like it looks like your computer's broken." <laughs> um, now I'm I'm used to it looking. I'm because I I played NetHack. Yeah, forever, yeah. So I'm used to that. But I've mostly um, been playing with my kitty bird. No, that sounds. Really there's nice. a whole bunch of sections where they're like, like have you ever had like your your animal your pet has just like. They have decided that they inexplicably hate like an object, or they're scared of yeah, a thing. Yeah, and you, and you're like, and they're and you're like, I don't understand why you hate this, but I guess I have to get rid of it now because yeah. you won't walk past it, and you're yeah. whining, you're scared of it now, and that's like a whole gameplay mechanic. Is there are these uh, like stained glass eyes, and when Trico sees one, he just like growls at it and whines and cries and won't advance, and so you get rid of it. That's fantastic. Sometimes involves climbing up a giant, you know, mobile and then pushing it off into the expanse. Now, I have a question. Are you going to be playing arms? Arms! 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 Everybody's talking about arms. Everybody loves these arms. The, The video game that I guess is not necessarily sexual, but is going to cause interesting sexual things well just because of how of that sexy helix yeah it's so oh boy mm, how to describe well just, also just there's a un... movie with like hair like like rippling muscly hair and uh yeah it's this is a fighting game for the switch 
which I do have. Yes. I have one of those. Although I would have to buy another set, another yeah. set of Joy-Cons and then also have a friend. Oh, what? <laughs> can, you, what, can you play online multiplayer like with individual people that you know? I don't know, because I haven't been, I'm not, my main fighting game that I like is Soul Calibur. Ooh. Yeah. We've, been, um, we've talked about Valdo before. Yes. I love that. That He was, he was that, in the main. That interesting pervert. Yeah. Um, uh, speak speak on Valdo, if you will. Explain, explain Valdo. Wait, I, I thought, have we talked about Valdo on here? Maybe. Valdo, and then this is something that I have played Soul Calibur in like arcades like five times, but Valdo is like a 79 year old uh, BDSM wizard who's like but, ageless and cursed. And slithery and, and, and slithery has knives. And has knife hands and has like, like, it's not just that Valdo has like a blindfold on it's like valdo has a thong that goes over his eyeballs yeah um everything about valdo is very uncomfortable the way he moves the noises he makes uh yes he is uh uh and then like yeah within the storyline of soul caliber which is very much like focused on the medicis it's um, it's a tale of swords and souls eternally retold Oh, okay. Would, would, do you want to talk about the story of Soul Calibur? Because I think you'd probably know more than me. No, I, I know it makes no sense. And and there's it's basically it's a loser's game trying to follow the the story of any given fighting game. That's true. It's but at some at some point in my life, I, I definitely could have I could have told you a lot about like the the storylines of of particular characters. I was a big fan of Maxi and Killick and uh, Jean Hua. They were my well, and I my guess... trio. I was going to wonder, do other games, do other fighting, and obviously fighting games are a different thing than first-person shooters like Overwatch, but I was going to be like, are there other games similar to Overwatch that have that big of a fan base or people writing fan fiction and things like that? I mean, lots of fight, like fighting games have like, you know, fanfic and, and story-based stuff but it's just a little it's it's loosey-goosey yeah but there's actually i mean like there's 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 cut scenes and stuff it's not it's not as much with the overwatch where it's just completely not in the game yeah um or like mortal Kombat or something weird like there's a like there's a frame story but it's not like what you're doing has any effect on that frame story at all yeah um uh, I, uh, so I haven't played any fighting games in a long time, but I understand that now when you hit somebody in Mortal Kombat, you see an x-ray of their heart explode. Yeah, it's a little much for me, yeah, honestly. Little, I'm, like, I've moved, I moved on to a friendship based, uh, uh economy. Heart <laughs> explosion thing? No, I'm not, yeah, the good kind of heart explosion from oh, friendship. Yeah, with, with kitty cats, with big birdie kitties. I know that just came out was Injustice 2, which is a uh, DC-based fighting game. Which DC, is the, like, the comics? Det- detective comics, yeah. Where you, oh. And I know that the plot is that Superman oh, has wait. gone evil. This is the, yeah, I've seen the subway ads for this. And it's, it's like, evil Aquaman Superman. is evil, too. I think. 
Well, he's not hot Aquaman, so who cares? I think I saw an evil Aquaman in the posters for this. Yeah, evil, evil Captain Cold. Who cares? <laughs> good Captain Cold, I guess. Good Gorilla Grodd. Oh, gentle, good Gorilla Grodd. Yeah. Uh, Gorilla Grodd's whole thing is he's like neurotic. He's a. He's one of the like the Flash has a bunch of dumb enemies, right? He's got a pretty dumb. Well, you know what? None of them are good. None of the Flash's enemies are good. I'm gonna say no. Very few good villains in the in the Flashiverse in the DC verse in general. The only good one I can think of for the Flash is there's a version of the Flash that's just a skeleton, and it's like the evil Death Flash, it's like the death of the speedsters. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I'm I'm very interested by that. But so I'm, um, I'm not. I don't. Well, Wonder Woman was really good. I have like. A, a history with DC Comics. I remember one time you brought it up. Yes. <laughs> like yes. it triggered a 45 minute yes. rant. <laughs> so we're not going to get into it. So I have very little interest in watching the justice league movie, but wonder woman was good in it and has hot Aquaman. And the flash is now being played by Ezra Miller, who is like an ethereal, beautiful androgynous creature. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> okay. Hold on images. Okay. Yeah. That's an yeah, interesting take. He's Ezra Miller is beautiful. <laughs> yes. Uh, as Barry Allen. Yeah, I can't believe Barry Allen of, of all the flashes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I never really followed. Um. Although, wait, wait, wait the, 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 what? King Shark is the guy who's just a shark and just yells, "I'm a shark!" while biting people, right? I mean, you know, why mess with what works? Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh... He's no shark prince, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, mostly because his body is like a shark. Well, no. I don't know what you would call them. Oh, humanoid shark. Yeah. Um, anyway. Ooh, I hear some bass. It sounds like the house band started. The house up. band's back. We haven't had them in a while. Oh, boy. Um... What was going... Oh, one of the bars on my block got a license for a backyard, which is not, not fantastic, because now at night... And and it's funny, because also, like, last night I went to bed at 11, and as I was going to bed, I was like, ugh, up so late. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hideously aged now. Yeah, see her papa, your exhausted father. Oh my god. It was just like... You can't have a babysitter come to your house at 6 a.m. <laughs> uh, so, like, yeah. Anyway. But, um... What else is going on? You're just a tired boy. Yeah, I'm just a very tired boy. But I drink a lot of coffee. And I had some fancy beers yesterday while walking around. Uh, uh, Kristen was working yesterday. So, uh, and I, I brought Izzy to meet her at work, and then we were just walking around Brooklyn. Uh, I went to this place, Gambrinus, which is like a bottle shop. Um, and I got 16 ounces of a, like, uh, of a Suarez family beer, and then eight ounces of a Goes beer, and then four ounces of a, uh, of a, like, like a very rich stout. And I'm glad that I got four ounces because it was ten and a half percent. Oh, buddy. Um, and it was also like eating, like, it was like drinking fudge. It was also very alcoholic. 
Um, I had to wait. I don't know where I was going with this other than to talk about all the things I drank yesterday. Yeah. Well, when, before we started recording, you said you had four beverages lined up. Would you like to? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, no, no. I only have actually three. And one of them is a sparkling lemonade. Yeah. And one of them is a, a, a thing of water. And then the other is a rosé. And actually, I think I finished everything except for the rosé yet, which is surprising. I'm slowly making my way there. It is rosé season. It is rosé season, everybody. Um, it is cold box of rosé that you keep in your fridge season. Mm-mm-mm. Now, I remembered uh, a thing. I uh, We were going to talk about jackets. Yes. Okay. What what do you what do you know about those? It's like a centaur jaguar man. Yeah, an an invention of 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 the of the furry community, and they're a delight to me. It's like it's like cat on the bottom, but also cat up top. Yeah, it's like a, a, a yeah. It's like um, anthropomorphic cat torso but then also cat body yeah yeah i love it um and and so you so that's like a completely generative like that's not from any property it was made up by a guy it was like one guy who was that is this is my thing now i have invented jackets and then they became a thing i mean that's also that's also telling when your thing is like like you come up with it and everybody was like oh good thing like this is really good. That's a um, it's it, that's that's been a, a, a common thing. I've been, I've been reading a lot of fanfic lately. Because uh, what else am I gonna do? Yeah. And there's a whole lot like it's sort of like, I guess viral headcanons more or yeah, less. Yeah. Yeah. Or like like one person will have decided that this is what is the thing, and then everybody else starts doing it, which is sometimes good, and sometimes in in cases is incredibly frustrating if you think the initial thing was stupid yes like, oh, no, yeah. does it. it's spreading virally amongst your like uh your fandom like every everything has this element that i don't like yeah um hmm i'm I, reading through i went reading through most of the link and shark prince fan fiction and found myself very disappointed by really yes um, for any specific reason that you feel comfortable talking about, or well, there was this this weird. This is the 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 viral headcanon thing that that is like everybody like you know Link doesn't talk in the games, but I would not necessarily take that to assume that he is literally mute, because especially in Breath of the Wild, there's like dialogue choices and you can ask people about stuff. Oh, but somebody decided that Link uses sign language. And from somebody who knows anything about sign language, I find this incredibly frustrating. Yeah, I can imagine. It's like he uses sign language, but and then somehow it's everybody else in the world knows this sign language. Yes. Including, I don't know, bird people. Do they even have fingers? Yes. And like you don't learn sign language if you don't have somebody to speak sign language with. So it's yeah. just been like every single damn thing. I'm like, I hate it. I'm like, just make him talk. It's fine. Just make him taciturn. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. My Whitney's fanfic rant. Fanfic rant. You're on blast, fanfiction. You're on blast. Um, yeah. I was just thinking, like, there should be, you should be, like, a fanfiction correspondent for, what's the, what's the, like, I'm trying to think the closest thing that would tie in, which is maybe, there's, there's, like, our, uh, 
a published newsletter about the romance industry that's published in Brooklyn, I think. Mm. And I wonder if they would have a, like, fan fiction corner. Uh, so it's so overwhelming, though. Yeah, that's true. It would literally be, like, fan fiction, like, extremely small corner of a, like, overwhelming multiverse. Yeah. Like, here's what I can talk about. Trends in this particular this particular yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. It's too much. It's too much. Did I did pick up a good tip when you're trying to find, when you're panning for gold mm-hmm. on archive of our own previously i was you know picking my my pairing or whatever and sorting by kudos but i was given the tip that sorting by bookmarks is actually a much better way to find the ah. juice and this one it's you know kudos you can just like boop, yeah that means i like it bookmarks is like you like that so much you might want to come back to you it. will return interesting i want it's 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 been a market in, increase in quality that's fantastic Except in the Breath of the Wild fanfiction, which is all bad. <laughs> which is terrible, <laughs> top to it, bottom. It led, it led me to writing some, because I was like, I have to do something. I have to nice. do something good, good in the world. Uh, nice. At like 3.30 in the morning while drunk. <laughs> I actually, uh, I started writing some fiction stuff, which I hadn't done since college, which is like mostly because I've been thinking about like uh, the dying earth style like caves of caves of cuds kind of stuff so it's like it's not it's not like caves of cud fan fiction but it is like inspired by inspired by by that universe um, caves of cud pastiche yeah that's probably that's probably the best way of doing it um and like going back to i have like probably 25 documents in my uh google docs where it's just like three paragraphs of something and like reading back, it's like, oh, some of these are really good. These could actually be like interesting things, but it's like now I just have to actually write them. Yeah, that but, is always the problem. That yeah. is always, <laughs> always the worst part is writing it of doing literally anything. Is the doing the worst? Is the doing it? It's the worst part in the world. Except for I guess like eating things. Ugh, eating stuff is such work sometimes. <laughs> I'm finally, I'm finally free of the meal kits. Yes, because I get to, I got to one of them, and I decided, I decided, I was went in the kitchen. I was like, "Fuck this, fuck Blue Apron. I'm just gonna take these ingredients and make a fucking soup." And I did, and the soup was delicious. And I may make it again, my own, on my own. And you then should the, send the, that recipe into them and be like, "Eat it, nerds." Just fuck off. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the last meal, I was like, I don't want to make this at all. I'm going to throw this chicken in the freezer and use these vegetables for something else. Nice. I hate this. Taking, you know, you know, it takes forever and isn't worth it. Making a salmon burger from scratch. That's what. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, uh, it's, it's, I'm sure it's, it, the, the meal kit lifestyle works great for other people, but yes. it's resoundingly not for me. Yeah. Yeah. So now I have, I have soup. I have stuff uh, after this. I'm going to make a, a nice soup. Enjoy it beef and potato soup using the potatoes sent to me by blue apron nice i'm gonna make a uh strawberry basil puree for my baby Ooh. yeah i uh jokingly not even jokingly like half jokingly i got an ebook a while back called around the world in 80 purees <laughs> <laughs> which is like different like puree meals from other cultures like turkey and spain and all this stuff and like 
some of it is like extremely there's something it's uh milk cooked milk poached salmon with dill and mustard from Scandinavia which is there is a lot of stuff in this seems like a lot a lot to go into something you're gonna give a baby turn into mush yeah but there's ones that it's like uh um like watermelon with mint well the recipe is in the name there peaches with basil that is also in the name just to you know take a little extra of that and like put it in a put it in the in the freezer got a little treat for daddy yeah yeah this stuff actually sounds incredibly good mm-hmm. um but um yeah uh looking forward to i well the thing is is that now that she's eating food we actually got some of the like refillable pouches um and so it's like we should really rather than paying a buck 50 a pop for a pouch and like putting all of that waste into the stream and everything like it's not difficult to make this stuff we just should do it. It's just like, oh, just throwing stuff into a food processor. Into the baby juicero. Yes, yes, the baby juicero. Um, no, we actually, we, we were given a, uh, a baby food maker by somebody in, and it was very much the thing that when, if you have a kid, this happens a lot where somebody's like, Hey, I want to give you this. It's, we never used it. Like, and the implication there is like, don't worry, it's not like messed up or anything. But there's also the implication of this is useless. <laughs> <laughs> and now we give it to you. And I've used it like once and it it is not notably easier than like the whole thing is it steams the vegetables and then it chop. You can set it up to chop the vegetables up, but it is not notably easier than steaming the vegetables yourself and then putting them into your actual adult size food processor our food processors the shit they're very good they process the shit out of that food oh my god it's just like <laughs> processed test yeah I'm like i'm like mincing garlic not anymore <laughs> you know i actually don't use my food processor for that that actually makes a lot of sense well, I buy garlic, and uh, I, I decided peeling garlic was for chumps. Yeah, which is, which is another another reason I was annoyed at, at Blue Apron. It's like you've sent me a whole garlic that I have to peel, Ugh. and I buy the the it's a big Ziploc pack full of little tiny packs of garlic, yeah. peeled garlic, and I will use. I basically treat those packs of like ten to twelve garlic cloves as like a single serving dose. Yes, that's it's like right. whatever I'm cooking, this is how much garlic is going in it. Now, do you, but now there's, there's the like interesting Japanese way of peeling garlic where you put it into a bowl and shake the bowl around and somehow like yeah, that's, all... that's never fucking worked. Well, it works in Japan, I think. I think in that Japan, there's something so. in the gravity there that like when you yeah. boil a potato and then cut a small line around the outside of the, the potato skin and drop it in cold water and the skin comes off, that does work in Japan. Yeah. Uh, due to friendly spirits. But they don't yeah. travel outside of Japan. I did rewatch uh, Tampopo this week. Have you ever seen Yay! that? Hey, no, but we've talked about it a bunch. Uh, and it's a it, good, good ramen movie. I think maybe Criterion Collection was coming out with a version of it. So they were they had like a big thing at the Japan Society. Yeah, yeah, it is on it is on Criterion. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's a really good essay about it. Um, uh, it was written by me. Really. No, 
Um, there's a there's a really good um, yeah piece about it um, that uh, that I'll 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 try and find. Wow, actually, there's a billion different pieces about it. Um, I'm not surprised. It's a you know it's a 32 year old movie that was very well acclaimed. So yes. I'm sure there's been a, been a bit of writing on it. It's oh, like, well, and I haven't these... seen it in in 20 years, but it was still good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I really need to see that. Is it on? It's not on Hulu now. No, I had to uh, get a screener copy from the Pirates Guild. Ooh, uh, yeah, the dark web. Yeah, I had to go it to the dark 48 web. Forty-eight hours of hacking. Yeah, to find this copy of Tempopo on the dark web. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll I'll figure something out. Um. But it's but- so it's so good. It's like, it's like this still, it all holds up, but it's all still, well, there's a, there's a, uh, this recurring, uh, segments of this gangster and his girl and they're yeah. dressed all in white and they do weird sex things with like, food. They pass an egg between their mouths. Yeah. They pass an egg yolk back and forth between their mouths. And I was watching that and I was like, you know, when you think about it, that's no grosser than actually kissing. Yeah. We do a lot of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause when you think, when you think about kissing for too long, you're like, it, it oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. No more kissing. Oh. Um, I mean, some egg, you're getting a little, little protein in there. Yeah, there's a little egg in there. Yeah, put a little egg on there, huh? Put a little, put a little egg. Put, put, put an egg in your, in, your, in your life, in your mouth. I will say we've reached the, the point of heat where the idea of a hot soup is, like, not enormously appealing maybe like a spicy soup gotta get that sweat sweat yeah get that glow but how about about some pho well maybe with a with a lot of jalapeno in it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um well the soup the soup i made from from the blue apron ingredients it had a little bit of thai pepper and then it had a little bit of mint so it was like Mm. perfect that sounds fantastic yeah. Uh, there was a soup that uh, once uh, my uh, my family went to uh, uh, eat in uh, Koreatown, um, and the place that has like the fake waterfall inside of it. I believe you. Um, there's a and uh, my brother in law got a soup that was like, oh, it's a cold soup, and when it came out, it had actual ice in it, mm. which like we're not used to eating savory things extremely cold. <laughs> So it was like yeah, a good I, soup, but there was definitely like a brain thing where you're eating this and your brain's just like, you're doing this wrong. No, no, no. Yeah, I can't get into I have I struggle with cold soups. Yeah. Especially if I can drink them, it's fine. But but, but if, if you're ha- using a spoon, once just, you introduce a spoon to the equation, it feels wrong. very perverse. Like I got I bought once it was a, a, a gazpacho that came in a in a bottle. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah, I can see that. It's just like a chunkier V8. Yeah, it's just like drinking a, a bottle of salsa, which I would do. Yeah. If nobody was, yeah, you know, when nobody's around, you can't prove what I do or don't do with salsa. <laughs> um, what else is going on? What else is going on, Mark? Father's Day is coming up. It's your first Father's Day. It's my first Father's Day. Yay! Um... You're planning on some some good puttering? Yeah, yeah, I'll probably take apart a lawnmower 
mm-hmm. and then be unable to put it back together. Do some cussing. Do some cussing. Yeah, get frustrated. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything. Well, actually, we might be going camping that weekend, which which works pretty well. That's just what Daddy likes. Yeah, yeah, I love that stuff. Um, I've been reading a lot about like taking your baby camping tips, uh, and one of them was uh, make sure that your baby does not like fire and tries to run into ah! the fire because uh, this they're like we love camping, but now we can't do campfires until after our kid is in bed because the kid just loves fire. <laughs> Yeah, my brother has like we're we're big fire pit people, the Reynolds is. So the so the kids were easily were were exposed to the enticing power of the flame. <laughs> Fairly early on. Man, there's there's this part in Wonder Woman. It's a very like it's a scene that I I'm like I'm I'm almost I was like I don't know, I, this is a surprising scene in this this movie where it's where Chris Pine is like a, he's a spy. And he has infiltrated this gala with the Germans, and there is this uh, a female villain who's called like Doctor Poison, who's inventing all these horrible gases, and she's got a one of those masks on, like the guy from uh, Boardwalk Empire. And they're just standing in front of the fire, and Chris Pine just gives this speech about about like how much he loves fire because it reminds him that eventually all will return to ash. <laughs> and then he looks at her and he says, "And I can see that in your eyes." And I was that like, "Holy is- shit!" I, I I very much like that. And I was like, I was like, am I I'm horny? This is <laughs> Chris Pine. No. I was like, did, you just, did this just happen? Was, was, was this scripted? <laughs> Does Chris Pine just go to a place. Yeah, yeah. They were they just they were like, oh my god, keep rolling. <laughs> Wait, have I talked on here about my elaborate Brewster's Millions, uh, like ten things I hate about you scenario with Chris Pine? No. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, as I think about the movie Brewster's Millions all the time, even though I have never seen it. <laughs> yes. You think about, about the it, concept. I've talked about it in therapy at least four times. And have really? Never, yeah. Because, uh, it's, I mean, the whole concept is it's, it's a guy inherits a certain amount of money. Yes. And, and the, the stipulations is he has to spend all of this money and then he gets an even greater sum of money. Yes. But he can't. And he, but he can't buy property, and he can't. It can't uh, last. Is essentially the yeah, thing. Yeah, it can't. It can't be. He can't be like. And he has to have like no new assets that he had, and and he can't gamble. And so. Oh, I didn't uh, know about the gambling thing. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, well, there's I mean, been. A, I guess who also has not seen Brewster Millions, but thinks about it a fair amount. Did you, did you know it's it was it's it's based on a play from like. 1892 or something. No, but that's very. No, I've learned a lot about Brewster's Millions. Over the um, years. Yeah, um, but I had because I think all the time like what how I well how I would spend like the ways that I could spend like you know ten million dollars or hundred million dollars in a month, and I definitely know I could. I've got a lot of great ways. Yes. Like like I I, I one one way is I would buy a bunch of uh, iPhones or whatever. And then load them up with apps, and then get a bunch of like uh, uh, in-game purchases, like have Candy Crush with like infinite lives, and just buy, 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 and then give them to kids. <laughs> yeah, just like, just like here's your new game device. You can just yeah. play it forever. Yeah, it's a forever device. 
I, I like I could do a lot of damage on the on the Brewster's million sold total just through in-app purchases. Well, it's also like thirty million is it's it's one of those nineteen eighty two fortune numbers where like at the, like in the in the original taking of home one two three they're doing all this for like literally five million dollars. Yeah, which is like again like a huge amount of money and but like also because of inflation that's probably like. I would say probably like a hundred million now, but like yeah. normally in movies these days, when they want a big amount of money, it's like five billion dollars. Yeah. Um, uh, but my 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 thought is, I would I would take. Well, this this all this all sprung off of somebody on Twitter asked the question of, who is the like hottest celebrity you think you could maybe like realistically have have a chance with? Yes. And uh, you know, it, it, it took me a while due to the fact there's, that there's no database of who's into fatchicks.biz. Uh, my first, my first thought was, uh, I think, I think Pierce Brosnan. I could, I could probably, okay. land, I could probably end Pierce Brosnan. And then I just had this like gut feeling, like, like I feel like Chris Pine. Like that might, that yeah, happen. I can see that. I can see his grin. Because I think uh, it was uh, Sarah McHenry, uh, former guest friend of the show, who was like. Who, who postulated that there's a certain point of handsomeness, which I think many of our, our of today's Chris's yes. hold, where, where they're comfortable enough in their handsomeness and their masculinity that they could just date anybody. Yeah. Whereas they meanwhile, like a Miles, a Miles Teller, perhaps, would not be able to handle yeah. your, your, your lower grade uh, Hollywood boys. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, at that point, like they've they've transcended that plane, and yeah. now it's like it's they have cosmic brain now, and they yeah, can they're date they're anybody the, they want. Yeah, uh, but but then so the 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 elaborate scenario I have uh, is that I take my my Brewster's Millions money, and then I pay Chris Pine to date me for a month. Hmm. But I, this is no funny business. There doesn't have to be any no no sex no kissing. Yeah, he just has yeah. to take me out on dates, and I'm going to be his red carpet. Uh, you know, we're going to go to events. You're and his stuff. companion. Yeah, and he's and this is like, oh yeah, this is my girlfriend Whitney. Yeah, we're it's like I am dating Chris Pine now, and um, and naturally this is how the movie goes is that you know I spend all the money and then the end of it I have like a billion dollars and also Chris Pine has naturally fallen in love of with course. me. Of course, of course he would. Yeah, yeah. So it's my combination, uh, Richard's Millions said things I hate about you scenario. <laughs> Which, um, you know, it's, times like these are hard. The fantasies have to get elaborate. <laughs> I think it says something about men and how men are socialized that, uh, that when you said that, like, oh, who's the most attractive celebrity you could date? There was a tiny voice deep, deep in my soul that was like, anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, Brewster's millions. <laughs> not, an, I mean, let's let's be honest. Not enough of our billionaires are zany these days. No, like no none one's of doing your your um your rat races. Your it's a mad, 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 mad worlds. This is why I need. To, I would night. be so good as a billionaire. Yeah, like I'd, exactly. I'd, I'd I'd buy up so much student loan and medical debt. Yeah, and then I would also just uh, arrange schemes. Yes, a lot of schemes. I'd, I'd pay a lot of people to kiss. Mm-hmm. I'd set um, up a lot of a lot of celebrity surprise dates. Yes. Um, 
I think I would pay a lot of people to stay in haunted mansions, but the mansions aren't haunted. <laughs> and I'm trying to decide whether it would be like, um, you'd like, you'd actually engineer haunting stuff or you'd just leave people alone in a mansion overnight. Yeah. Now I would, I would do that, but I would make sure it was celebrities and then that maybe then they would get so spooked that they kissed. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Whitney's House of Frightened Kissing. <laughs> They're like, that's a weird thing for it to say over the front of the mansion in like big neon letters. You're like, isn't it though? Uh, that, that, that just came with the house. <laughs> You're like, isn't it weird that always has said that? Yeah. Oh, no, no, my name's Wendy. Uh, Wendy. Dr. Doctor. Wendy. Uh, Lo- Wendy Esquire. Yeah. Not a doctor. Um, a lawyer. <laughs> uh, oh, um, sorry, now I'm just... I'm still thinking about Brewster's Millions rules. Uh, well, the, there was also the thing that, like, what would you... Like, when you ask people who do not have a billion dollars what they'd want to do with a billion dollars, like, the answers that they come up with are way better than what people who actually have a billion dollars spend their money on, which is, like, a yacht you can play basketball on and, like, trying to make public school illegal. Like, at least at least our, you know, sports stars do, do things that are kind of cool. Yes. Look at a gold house. Johnny Depp is a horrible man. He's a bad man. He's a bad man and an abuser. But, like, there was this big thing about, oh, he spent all this money. He spends $30,000 a month on wine. And I was like, okay, like, I can see, like, behaving with money, like, where you're just, like, I guess he's bought a bunch of paintings, like, sight unseen. And I was like, well, that's kind of what you're supposed to do with money. Like, there's not like, there's, when you have a lot of money and sort of, you lose concept of what things cost it turns into you know how much how much could it, it's a banana how much could it be michael ten dollars yeah, yeah or it's just like i know that i know there's like here's harry styles and i know he's wearing a white t-shirt that costs seven hundred dollars yes <laughs> do you think that you could really blow a, a rich person's mind by taking them to a target and they're like sorry sorry just do you think i stopped it do you think you could really blow a rich person i was like well how much how much is, how much is in it for me <laughs> again the, well this all comes back to the Brewster's millions problem yeah um but like you'd go and they'd be like oh wow that's a nice shirt i'm sure it costs eight hundred dollars and you're like would you believe yeah. this is on clearance for five dollars let me introduce you to my favorite designer massimo <laughs> it's italian maybe yes um yeah having a bunch of money would be great uh, i mean i feel like that's one of the, the great american pastimes is thinking about about what you'll do when you have the money well there was a there is actually i, I saw early on from one of my like leftist people that i follow but they, they there was a study where they actually took the number of households in america and they took the amount of money that is is privately held in america and they just divided those numbers up so if hypothetically everybody put their money in a big pot and then divvied them them up by household in america how much money each household would get and uh, actually guess how much money 
A million dollars. $800,000 for each oh, household. I was close. I was close. <laughs> Which is like, that is a, that's a, some people have an enormous amount of money. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, enough about the revolution and how yeah, enough, it will be. Yeah. And the novelty size $800,000 check. S- settle, settle down, Rose, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, oh, also what happened is Jezza, the absolute boy. I love how overnight it was Every- it, like everybody, every, all the Americans on Twitter suddenly just know and care a lot about UK politics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of what Twitter is for, is for uh, like finding out about something, Googling it, and 10 seconds later being like, well, here's what I think. <laughs> Yeah, I that maybe that's what Twitter is for for men. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's reductive. That's probably I, I'm sure uh, all genders have their habits. Uh, but now, if I'm going to become an expert in something, it's going to take me all night, like Overwatch <laughs> and kissing. Oh, that's a lifetime. Yes. Um. Man, now I just really want to see Dr. Whitney's house of scary, uh, scared kissing. Uh, yeah. Like, who's going to be on it this week? I mean, who's, it could be. Who's could... this? Who's this special guest? Oh, oh they have a book, so they're not saying anything yet. Mm-hmm. Just... I might get some a word from my other guest over here. Is it now just the Kitties and Babies podcast? Yeah. Hi. No, she's not. She's not making purring. She's not making purring noise. She's holding onto my arm and kissing it. This baby's just hitting me with a book in the face over and over again. That a girl. She's been very good, but also very sweaty. Baby's first summer. Yeah, it, it actually like that's been freaking me out a lot because I'm like, oh, don't touch the laptop, thank you. Is that like I'm very worried because there's. Like, you can't let them get too hot. You can't keep... have a dehydrated baby. Yeah, you gotta keep these babies cool. Um, and... Well, I am also worrying about that with my cat. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you also, you've got the air conditioning in at least one room and like, cause that, cause we've always been worried about that with the dog too. Yeah. Um, because it is fairly terrifying. And they wear those fur coats all the time. I know. I mean, really, we should just shave the dog. But she would be so mad about it. She's got a pretty... Does she have a thick coat? It is pretty thick. Um, And, like, she sheds a lot during the summer, but, like, she needs, like, a summer cut. Yeah. Emma sheds a lot always. So there's just, like... And I never, like, sweep or vacuum, so there's just, like, tumbleweeds of cat yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is my... Since I'm... My goal somewhere between now and when my... Uh, friend arrives tomorrow is to actually vacuum my apartment. <laughs> um, Just to get all the cat litter and sesame seeds. and Sesame seeds? Because I'm a slob. Do you <laughs> eat a lot of, like... What are the sesame seeds? Buns. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. I didn't know if you were just eating handfuls of sesame seeds. Or if you're eating tons of bagels. Mmm... Um, I, I went to the bagel store today and they kept running out of bagels. 
Like there's a huge line and as people and you put in your order at the front of the line, like when you came in and then the guy kept running out and being like, sorry, we're out of that bagel. Sorry. So a bunch of people ended up eating rainbow bagels just because it was the only like flavored one. Oh, hi. Are you bouncing? That was left. Uh, And this little this dad told his daughter like, oh, tell your mom I'm going to have to get her a rainbow bagel. And the little girl runs off and she runs back. She's like, mom's really mad about the rainbow bagel thing. <laughs> as as we all would be. As we all would be. I already know unicorn bagel. Yeah. Let's do that. Give me a pumpernickel. That's what I got, actually. It was very good. Um, Do they make pumpernickel everything bagels? Yes. Okay, that sounds really good right now. It is. It is very good. Um, they would have those on, on uh, at my at my previous job. We'd get um, like first first Friday or last Friday would be the the anniversaries and birthdays, and everybody would get free bagels. Free bagels. Oh, since I have been I have been applying to jobs. Yes, I've I've definitely learned that uh, or I realized that um, when I see in a job listing something like we have. Uh, free drinks and snacks and uh, dogs in the office and, uh, and like a beer fridge. I'm like, red alert, red alert, red <laughs> this alert. This place is not good. Red alert. We this also don't will... pay money. <laughs> we also, we, you know, I'm like, do you have dental insurance? Do, how many hours do I get to go home? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> but did we mention the ping pong? Yeah. <laughs> well, look at that. Listen to that. This baby thinks I'm very funny. You are. She also likes smacking this ah. laptop and yanking on my headphones. Everyone's a critic. <laughs> Sorry for the three minutes of baby noise at the end. <laughs> That's sort of the outro these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then the eventual loud baby fart. And then I'm like, oh, I gotta go. <laughs> okay, apparently, I, according to Kristen, she already took a giant dump, so. <laughs> Yay! Huzzah! Uh, you want this mouse back? There we go. How are you are, How are you about flying? I am actually, you know, I'm generally fine about flying. Sometimes I'll have, like, a panic spike before I get onto a plane. And the weirdest thing is... There's this, like, series of German words that I'll look up before I fly, and, like, if I worry, I just repeat those in my head, and that huh. helps me out. Um, but uh, generally, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm not nervous about, like, I, basically, once I get to the... I'm nervous about everything involving travel until I'm at the gate, because yes. I know at that point, everything is not in my control. Yeah, and I can yeah. see that. Yeah. The only thing I'm I'm uh worried about with this uh this upcoming flight is I don't have my seat assignment yet. So I'm terrified I'm going to get the middle seat. Oh, that's a bummer. I mean, well well, I guess people generally don't like to be on the middle seat. No, I, and in as a fat person, I like it even less. Yes, yes. No, I just meant like like um yeah. Like personally, I don't have a thing, but also I'm not like I'm not a fat person who has to deal yeah. with that. Um, but like, I, um, yeah, I'm wondering if like, 
if people would be down with switching. But also, uh, being on a airplane is one of those things where you experience the full breadth of humanity, and you're like, oh, many people are assholes. Yeah. At least it is JetBlue, which has nicer seats. Nice. Than, yeah. And uh, if I do end up getting the middle seat, I'm like, I'm almost tempted to just, like, <laughs> give my seatmates $5. Aww. <laughs> just like, hi, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can try to make myself as small as possible oh. for six hours. <laughs> um, oh, here comes a baby. Here comes a baby. Um, yeah, that's my that's my main my main source of discomfort and dread about flying is I'm not not that I'm going to die, but it's just that it's uh, uncomfortable to be fat on an airplane. Well, since you're since you have this voucher, do you have to directly interface with somebody like? Like, is is that something that you can be like, hey, wi- like, here's my booking, and I'd really prefer a window seat. I'm going to get it when I check in. Ah. Like, I have a seat. I was able, like, just when uh, when I was booking these, there just, like, wasn't, for some reason, like, I have, I chose my flight, my seat on the way back. So I have a window seat, which is my preference, but on this one, it's just like, you cannot choose your seat at this time. So on my, when I check in, I will get it. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. When are you That's flying what I, out? I'll be flying out bright and early on Wednesday morning. I've got a I got a car coming to pick me up at five AM. Oh, flight wow. leaves at seven. I will be getting into San Francisco at ten thirty. Nice, nice. I will probably sleep most of the way. Because I'm good at sleeping on planes. Awesome. And so then you'll have that day once you get there too. Yeah, maybe maybe take a shower, take a little nap, have have some lunch. I do a lot of strategic dehydration when I fly. I have yeah. flight. I have a lot of flight rituals. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is like I've I've never had uh, knock on wood. I've never had a, a, a flight canceled. I've never lost luggage uh, because I, I have these little rituals. This these little magic I do. I always get a pre wrapped airport sandwich from the good call from the Hudson News or the SIBO or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they're never good, but that's that's part of, of it. Yeah, yeah. And I always wear the same shirt. Ah, it's a it's a, we got like a chirp and a cry at like the exact yeah. same time. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, like the same shirt, same shirt. It's an olive green shirt that's covered in uh, um, paper cranes. Oh yeah, uh, you told me about that. Yeah, and like I, I specifically like hand washed it because it was dirty. I was like, no, I need this to fly in. I, and I, I was like, ah, oh, do I really need it to fly in? And I was like, yes, yes, you do. Yes. <laughs> That's what, what good would the ritual be? If not for that. Like, I was like, don't, don't, don't play with fire. Um, sorry, this, she's doing this thing sometimes where she, she like trembles while clenching her fists. And I can't tell if she's trying to dookie a shooter or, well, I guess apparently there should not be any more poop left in this baby. Uh, hold on. There we go. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I have this very weird affection towards like overly expensive, not good airport sandwiches. Oh, I love them. Where it feels I like. Love, I love browsing them. I love. Yeah. Like- yeah. It feels like such a precursor to flying. Like, or like the $10 beer is what I get a lot of times where I'm like, this beer is not very good and it costs more than anywhere else, but it means I'm on a trip. 
Yeah, I never drink at the airport because, again, I'm, I'm engaging in strategic dehydration because yes. I don't want to use the bathroom on the plane. Yes. Because, um, you know, who who wants to use the bathroom on the plane anyway? But, again, a uh, fat person. Don't yes. want to do any any of that. Yeah. Uh, so I will, I will have my, uh, like, thing of Diet Coke or seltzer and my uh, weird roast beef sandwich at, you know, 6 in the morning at JFK on Wednesday. Perfect. And then fall asleep on a plane or maybe read a romance novel. I'm not going to take the switch. I thought about it, but yeah, it's like, it's kind of begging for destruction. Yeah. And since my flight back is going to be a red eye. So yeah, you're like, hopefully you will not have any opportunity to use it. Yeah. Um, but that sounds fantastic. I'm really glad you're going. Yeah. And I'm really glad everything worked out with Emma. It's all coming together. That's great. Um, I I think I actually have to go deal with this baby. Go deal with that baby. <laughs> She's just yelling in the background. <laughs> <laughs> She's such a little weirdo. Um, just like her daddy. But I'm so excited for you. And also, yes. you, you have your Patreon back. Yes, I have a pa- uh, uh Whitney needs help paying her bills. So, because I still don't have a job. Uh, so please go to patreon.com slash Whitney Arner. And uh, if you would like to support me, however you can, I have a small goal of $125, which would uh, cover my, my brain medicine for the month. Yeah. Uh, and that's the most important thing. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Because I don't have insurance, so uh, it's this is this is uh, 2017 America. So. Yeah, yeah, it's yep. awful. Uh, so please um, give me give me a dollar, give me more than a dollar. If you like this podcast, if this podcast has brought you joy, uh, please consider you know supporting me for hopefully just a few months. Hopefully, I will get back on my feet before yeah. too long. Yeah. Well, also, do you have any jobs? Yeah, there's also that. So, let me know. <laughs> Um, great. Um, so thank will, you so will, much. Thank you. And I, and, and listeners, we will, as just implied, we will, we will not be recording next week due to me being in California. California. I'm going out California way. That's great. And, uh, I will talk to you. I mean, actually we'll probably talk during this next week at some point. Yeah. yeah. Or just Twitter at each other. Yeah. But thank you so much. And Thank stay you. cool. Uh, stay sorry, frosty, The buddy. dog is growling at the baby's ass. <laughs> it's just chaos over there. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Oh, Bye. Izzy said thank you, too. Bye. Money. Everyone wants it. Until now, Monty Booster didn't have it. They tell me you're my only living relative. But he just made money the old-fashioned way. You have 30 days in which to spend 30 million bucks. He inherited it. If you can do it, you get 300 million. But if you fail, don't get deadly. Why can't I tell my friends? Because I don't want anybody helping help me out. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? $30 million. Man, he's got $30 million to control. This is-
this is a good day. He can't keep it unless he can spend it and have nothing left but the shirt on his back. Well, we're going to have a, a lot of fun with this kind of money. <laughs> Jake, I'd like to hire you as my official photographer. Salary, $10,000 a week. How would you like to be my personal driver for the next 30 days at $5,000 a week? What a country. America, I love it. Hey, everybody, anybody want to go to lunch? Everyone thinks he's crazy. I want to bet $50,000 and went up. Go sell it. I think we should consider the possibility of psychiatric help. No. At the rate you're going, you'll have spent your entire inheritance in less than a month, and you'll have nothing to show for it. But $300 million says he's right on the money. Richard Pryor and John Candy. It's like that old saying, you know, if I was more money, I'd be a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. Brewster's Millions, coming soon from Universal Pictures.